Parker, this is the Shaken and Stirred show. I'm really excited today because I've got one of my sort of favorite new people. I don't really know him, know him, but I feel like I know him. And I think that so many of you out there feel like you know him. He's probably been with you at rather special times, awkward times, difficult times, sweaty times, hot times. He may well have even made you feel hot uh, and sweaty, actually, and everything else in between. Our guest today is a celebrity trainer, but he's also a trainer that's a celebrity. He's a choreographer. He's a Broadway dancer. He's arguably the number one breakout star of virtual fitness. And he's here to get us all torched on the Shaken and Stirred show. Please welcome Isaac Boots. Isaac, how are you, mate? I'm so good. So good. I'm, I'm blushing after that intro. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm blushing too after that intro, but I, I'm not quite sure why. I feel kind of just generally heated up and torched. I'm, I'm shaken, stirred, and torched, okay? There we go. There we go. So what are you drinking, my friend? A vodka rocks, a very sensible vodka rocks with lemon. It's kind of my go-to. Is it? Why is that? Because it's a sort of diet drink. It's not really. I mean, it's just clean. It gets to the, the point. And I actually prefer bourbon, but um, I'm not allowed to. So that was one of the, one of the caveats of, of, of um, getting married. Jeffrey was like, I, yes, as long as you never drink bur bourbon. I was like, Why? Drink what happened when you, drink, what, what happened when you drink, drank bourbon? I think I get a little too festive, so. Cheers, vodka in it. I want to do cheers first of all. Here you go. He's not even waiting. I love this. Isaac, what are you is, drink, drinking? Isaac is serious. I like to compliment my guests when they drink and drink either something very similar or or something that's a twist on what you're drinking. So yeah. I also am drinking a vodka rocks uh, with a twist, but I, I wanted to get into it a little bit because you know, one of the things we talk about here, obviously on Chicken Stir Show, is alcohol and and you know and the stories behind it. I love yeah. the fact that this is. You mentioned it's clean. Um, it's clean. This... I feel, for me, I feel like I can I can drink less of it and like and 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 feel satiated, as opposed to like I mean bur bourbon. I can go. We See, can I go. Don't, that's, in both bourbon and vodka are hardcore liquors. They're 80% proof. I mean, vodka can't even be called vodka unless it's 80% proof, right? I, so, drink a, I drink 100 proof. So he drinks 100 proof, which by the way, guys, the more you distill your vodka, the higher the, the, higher the level of alcohol, right? So, and the number one vodkas have high, high alcohol levels. What vodka do you drink? Basically, the idea is I, I like high quality. I like, I like a higher proof because then it's, it's just, it's less con consumption ultimately. And I can still have, have a fabulous time. And um, I don't know, there's something really sort of refreshing about just having a, a twist of lemon in it, you know, and you, and you get your vitamin C. Well, and there's that too. And by yeah. the way, guys, vodka, for those of you who, and by the way, no one's not familiar with vodka if anyone drinks. I mean, it's been around for a thousand years. The Russians claim to have invented it. The Poles claim to have invented it. Although the Russians have got, they can track it back to about 1117 when they first apparently made vodka, but it was pretty grim stuff. Um, distilled only once, but well, not very high in alcohol. As long the as Poles, it burns, right? As long as it burns. Well, that's apparently the thing, you see. So the more you distill it, the less it burns um, and the smoother it is. And, that, and then they sort of brought in charcoal 300 years later, which makes it even cleaner and even more. And the funny thing about vodka is you can make it out of anything, normally grains, um, but you can literally make it out of anything that has sugar in it, including milk, milk even. 
Oh, really? Take those. Oh, yeah. No, anything, anything, because it's 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 basically ethanol and water combined, right? So it's it's it, you know you you ever seen your mother clean something like um, her uh, you know her makeup equipment and she uses sort of alcohol, rubbing alcohol. There isn't much different. It's a form of vodka. I've seen her. I've seen her drink rubbing alcohol. So yes. Wow, that's a whole nother story, which we're going to get into. I, I'm already loving where this is headed. Oh, like, ooh, I right. think it's opening up, you know, in all forms of all levels right now. So yes. enough about vodka for the moment. Let's get into well, before we move into anything else, I actually do have another question about vodka. Okay. It is considered to be low calorie by everyone. Do you know much about that? I mean, it's apparently 97 calories for one shot, for one jigger. Do you care about that? Do you, do you talk I to your clients about that? I, you know, I, I generally stay away from talking about that because, you know, working, working in, in Hollywood, working in theater as a, as a dancer, you know, I've, I've um, you know, we've all ex experienced or had friends who have ex experienced disordered eating, right? So I do get serious about that. I don't talk about calories. I don't, I don't harp on that. I'm not a nutritionist. I always say, say that. So I always have a new nutritionist that is on the team, but it's more about feeling and how, how you, you feel during and the next day. And for, for me and for a lot of my clients, drinking something like a vodka rocks, something like a tequila rocks. The next day, we tend to feel less, um, less debilitated than say like, you know, a bottle of champagne or right. a, a mixed cocktail, which, which, which tastes great in, in the moment, but you know, we're, we're sort of, I, I work with a lot of high, like high performance people. So they have to be on set, they're on tour, they, they're, they're filming, you, you know? So like a sensible vodka rocks, you sort of drink, drink a water with, with it and, and, and you're able to have fun, but also wake up feeling good, feeling, feeling better. It's a form of martini people, let's just face it. It's basically yeah. a form of martini, but without yeah. the vermouth. You know, I, like, so I like the sound of ice though. Who doesn't clink clink little mm. ice? But I, I like the big ice. I'm not a fan of the big ice, actually. Really? That's yeah, the, so surprising. The only thing I, I don't like that is big. There we go, people. He does not like big ice, you know, unless they are balls of ice, in which case he's all about it. Um, yeah. Moving swiftly on, um, Isaac, you grew up in Hawaii. You've talked about this in many interviews and what have you. You 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 know it's 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 there in your bio. You you came from humble beginnings and um, you know you grew up in a very different sort of life in a way that you how that you're living now for for sure. Yeah. I am looking at your beautiful apartment behind you. It looks stunning, or your house wherever it might be in in Florida right now. That you're you know living the life of luxury and and it's a wonderful thing. And congratulations on all your success. But that wasn't what you how you grew up. And you know I, I wonder what does a young boy growing up in Hawaii does a young boy growing up in Hawaii dream of dancing on Broadway? Was that something that was in your dreams at that point? Yeah, I mean, that was, the, it was sort of um, an all-encompassing dream, you know? And, you know, watching Madonna videos over and over again, talked about this before, was really a form of escape, you know? I mean, I did, I did have a kind of like a Dickensian childhood, but I don't complain about it, really, because it really, as cliche as it sounded, it made me who I am and I am thankful for it. And sure. at the end of the day, my, my, my mother, as contentious as our re relationship has, has been, I will always defend her in, in saying that she did the best she could 
and she worked her butt off and and um worked with what she she had and she had me very young you know and the older you get you sort of look back and and see oh god you, you know it was when you when, when you're a kid i think you have a sort of you know very limited view of of what the reality is you, you know I mean, hindsight is everything obviously i mean you can look back and hindsight is yeah. everything and she gave me work work ethic she she was really tough um but it's the reason i never i never miss work i'm always on time i'm always full out you know i'm a, i'm a pusher and a lot of it has to do with that on the flip side my grandmother was um was a beacon of love and and didn't have two dimes to to shake together at all but was the most um jovial and beautiful and generous um person i've ever had and she she sadly passed but she's still with, with me so i always say um, my 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 mother taught me drive, um, but my my grandma taught me love, and I think that recipe, along with the dreaming and the hoping, and really being sort of naively naively optimistic, you know, I never thought anything was out of my my reach, and it, it, the on the surface it really was, you know. That's a very unusual thing to happen because I certainly, you know. A lot of kids, you know, that's the bit. One thing they suffer from is the fact that they they perhaps look at the world and think that could never be me. That would never be my life. You know, I live I'd live in you know wherever it might be, some small town somewhere. And how could I possibly ever be on a red carpet? How could I ever be in a limousine? How could I ever stand next to a celebrity? Let alone what you're doing, which is you're actually training them and instructing them and. Yeah. And hanging out with them so there was you know you mentioned the madonna and obviously we've yeah i have interviewed you before and you know you are and you've talked about it many times in other interviews that you are a big madonna fan always have been and she was your inspiration when you were a kid and you pretty much taught yourself to dance by looking at her videos yeah. and stuff like that that is unusual that's i mean that's crazy would you, what I would you do? I put it on the television or mtv or was it, how are you doing it well, I couldn't afford dance class, you know? And I mean, I, honestly, looking back, I, I always say I couldn't afford dance class, but I didn't even think I knew dance class existed. Right. You know, like, I mean, I grew up in, in, in a very different world. There was not a thing. You know, I was born in 1980. So I'm really a child of MTV, you know? And so I was like four years old and I, and I saw her, you know, do a hitch kick um, in the borderline video. And I was like transfixed. You know, and just her, you know, uh, particularly then, you know, being a New Yorker and 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 uh, just her grit and her amb ambition and then learning her story as I got got older from, you know, how she made made it. And it was it was it, what she was and continues to be incredibly inspirational to me because she's one of the few people and I think you, you can everyone can attest to this about her, whether you know her or not, is that she um, she never takes no for an answer. And she's she's unabashedly unafraid of not only asking for what she wants but getting it, and I think that's that's really admirable. You know, you have a, you have a good you have a good Madonna story, surely. I have, a, I have a few. I have a few, but um, she's always been amazing to me. Like she's like she's like jumped on me. She's like sat on my lap. Like like very very cute. Very very um, sort of welcoming to me. I have a I have a good Madonna story as well, which is um, I, when I lived in London and I was a kid, 
Um, and I was my first moved out of my parents' house, and I had a place on Tregunter Road uh, in the, uh, basically in the Fulham area, Chelsea area of London. Yeah. And um, lo and behold, um, you know, lots of cool people started to move in on this street. And Margaret Thatcher lived on the street. She's not so cool, but it was rather wonderful to have her there. Uh, there were all kinds of people. And um, she is an icon. She is definitely an icon. Was an icon, and 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 you know, you know, we had this one point. I had this knock on the door, and um, I went to the front door, and I was just wearing my kind of like shorts, and I don't think I had a t-shirt on or anything, and just opened the door, and this, I'm like, she, the person outside goes, "Hi, I'm just new. I've just moved in next door. Um, do you know where I can, where the nearest supermarket is? I would like to get some milk, and I'm trying to get some milk." <laughs> And I look and I'm like, you're like, is you Madonna? It's Madonna. Madonna had come to my door. Isn't that crazy. I'd done the knock on the door of the, of the English neighbor and I had come down. And I call my friend who was upstairs, my roommate, and I'm like, Madonna would like some milk. That and he was like, what you know? He was on a buzzer, one of those buzzers, and he was like, "What are you talking about? Madonna wants milk. You're crazy." This and anyway, it was. <laughs> it was I mean, I went up and got her milk, and then I showed her where it was, and she she moved in with Guy Ritchie next door. Oh my uh, god! So I think that's crazy I think story. That's another that's another example of how how kind of cool she is, you know, and 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 um, surprisingly unaffected, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. found, and I think you you found too, that the bigger the star bigger meaning the longer their career has been, ultimately the cooler they, they are, in my experience. The I 100% agree. In fact, you'll find legend. often on photo shoots, they'll come with, they're the ones with the smallest entourage. It's true. I mean? And they get it done and they, they know their angles, they, they know their lights, they're appreciative of the, of the crew. And I don't know, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from people like, you know, Madonna and Faye Dunaway and, and people who've, who've been doing it for a long Lies time. Lies of Laura Mars. Come on, baby. I mean, that was a movie no, that totally you know. changed me too. I mean, I, I, was, I watched that movie and I'm like, man, that is like one of the greatest movies ever. I love movies after that. Legendary. And she is still referenced for so many of her, her roles, which, which is amazing on, on, on fashion shoots and, and music tours. But one re really sort of pinch me moment was Faye, um, Faye Dunaway was our matron of honor for our wedding. Wow. Yeah, we, which is very, very cool. Very, that's very cool. cool. I mean, yeah. not many people can say that. Hey, that, that's, a, that's a pretty... Look, I want to go back. We're, we've jumped forward in time because it's so bloody exciting. <laughs> Your life is so right now. But I'm gonna, and we're going to be ping-ponging in this pod, podcast, I can tell. Look, look he's this, already look, pretty much finished. We talked about this before, but look at this pitiful thimble. Now, that's, what, thimble that's normally how my, my drink looks like when I'm done with my drink. Yeah, that's like when I'm finished with my drink. Uh, but clearly your husband knows you well, and he, he wants to make sure that this stays on track. And the fact that you're looking very closely to your left, I think, or is it your right, um, means that um, he's probably so close that he's actually, you know, making sure you don't do anything outrageous. We're a good match. We're, there he is. How are you, sir? Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. I'm very well. Lucky you. He's a Taurus. He's very grounded. I'm a Scorpio. So, you, you, can, you know, it's a moment. I'm a Taurus as well. When's your birthday? May 3rd. May 3rd. I'm April 27th, so I'm coming up, but not far off from you, just a few days. I'm a Taurus. What are you, 25? 
25, exactly. That's what I'm going to be coming. I'm going to be turning 25, everybody. Um, just multiply that by two. And uh, yeah, you, you've got it. I'm going to turn the big 50. So uh, hey, wow. congrats. Happy birthday. Love Thank it. you very much. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Look, you guys, I mean, the two of you, I, I, he's, he's off, but we can talk about him in a moment. I want to get back to your marriage, but I'm taking you back in time. We're going back to Hawaii for a minute because we, yeah, we've got to go back to Hawaii because there's a lot of people out there, who, you know, who obviously want to know how you made the jump, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's one thing saying, you know, I, I, learn, I watch Madonna videos at home and, and it's another thing going like, you know, then you, what, you show up in New York City with a hundred bucks in your back pocket and you're like, what do I do next? 300, 500, whatever it might be. 35. No. 35? Yeah. 35 bucks in your pursuit. So you're either crazy or stupid. So one of those two, pick your... Oh. <laughs> Both, both, um, neither actually, but, but really daring, crazy really and daring. I was crazy and stupid and, and fearless and, and we all? point pointed, sharp focused. And I think I've always been my entire life and I can continue to be, I mean, I sort of, I, I took a, I saved money from seventh grade, um, with the idea in mind that I was going to get a plane ticket to New York City. And um, I bought a one-way ticket the morning after high school graduation, 8 a.m. Continental, straight flight from Honolulu to Newark. That was the only flight then that was direct. You Had you ever been before? No. no. It, was like a, it was like a movie. I mean, you basically had watched- I was, I, I didn't, I, my, I, to me, there was no other option. There was no other option. I mean, I, I was like, I'm really, I, I've always been very clear about what I'm, what I'm good at and what I, what I'm, what I um, am passionate about. And I think that's real, the real, that's the real secret, right? Really, what are you good at? What do you love? Hopefully they intersect. And um, I had 35 bucks left over and I had nowhere to live. And I lived with my friend, I, I lived, um, on the dormitory floor of my friend Matthew Tinker, who was a sophomore at NYU, I knew him from Hawaii. And Did he have roommates of his own? No, it was it was you know it was totally illegal and like you can't do it now, I'm sure. But like you know, it was there was no like electronic. Were you being car. smuggled in? How did you keep going in and out? You were hiding? You remember New York then? It was a, it was '98. It was a different thing. I don't know. We he like made a copy of a card and I just like flashed it to the security guard every day. And then he gave me there was like a lunch card at NYU and like so I'd be was like going to the cafeteria, but I made friends like they were like smuggle food food out. But it was it was festive and if it was it was fun and it was exciting. And I think the first night I landed, Matt took me to Limelight and we were out till like six six a.m. But at 9 a.m., I was on the 1-9 train. It was the 1-9 one, one nine, nine then to the Upper West to Steps Dance Dance Studio and offered to clean their, their floors. And, and I got- wait, so wait a second. You, you arrive in New York. You yeah. meet, you're, you're with your buddy. You're sleeping on his floor. You got 35 bucks. You spend the mm -hmm. night at Limelight, which was a crazy great club back in the day. And, you know, and, and then you- Okay, you're looking for a job, so you're going. We kind of snuck in too. We kind of, or, or like. I was going to say because one, how'd you pay for the drinks, or were you not paying I, for the drinks? I was also 17. It, New York was a different time, you know. Like we looked cute. <laughs> That's all it takes to get into the limelight, by the way, people. 
Yeah, I, I, I have to pay to get in. We were like smoking. Uh, sorry to, I mean, just being honest, like we were like smoking cigarettes and like having a moment. And, and there was a sense of freedom. There was a sense, it was almost like Oz. I felt like Dorothy in, in, in Oz. You know, and my idea of New York really was from movies like Desperately Seeking Susan and, and Truth or Dare, you know? And so I was, I was just excited. I wasn't scared. I was not scared. And New York I, is a bit like that though, right? It's kind of like that, right? New York is a bit like a, like a movie in a way. I mean, in the, in the best and the worst senses. I mean, I came to New York first time in 91. Right. And I was back and forth and finally moved there in 96. So I got you beat by a little bit. Yeah. But um, but, you know, but I remember, you know, very similarly to you wandering down the streets, going to jobs and thinking to myself. Is this real? I feel like I'm in a film. Like I'm so excited every day I got woke up. I could smell the bagels being cooked. I could smell you know people rushing to work, all of that kind of stuff. The land of dreams, it's the land of success, it's the land of opportunity, it's the land of, of, of creativity, um, in my opinion, you know, and... Um, if you take a risk, right, though, if you take a risk, and that's you what you would do. You take right? a risk, or, or New York will spit you out real quick, real quick. You, you, you know, you have to dive in, you have to sink your teeth in, or, or you're forgotten real quick. So you went up to your, this, this dance steps on the Upper West Side and you knocked on the door? Um, I walked in, it was, it's above a supermarket there. I think it's Fairway. And um, you can walk up this like rickety stair staircase. It's like a scene from, from a chorus line. And uh, I walked in and you know, it's, it's, it's what you dream of what, uh, what you know, uh, a dance studio in, in New York is, or at least then, I haven't been there forever, but, you know, there, there's a front desk and then on, on the left there are these huge dance rooms. And, you know, there's ballet in one, there's tap in one, there's musical theater, jazz in, in, in one. And, and I, you know, I mean, it was like, what, like 20, like 20 bucks for a class. I was like, I didn't have, have, have that. And so I, I offered to do, to work there, to like, you know, to scrub the floors or like whatever. To, to take and they said yes they said yes you can there was a program there for out of work dancers because most dancers in New York are out of work because let's face it a dancer's life is 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 tough you know you're, you're not guaranteed work and when you are you don't really get paid that that much but um but I they had a program where if you scrubbed the floors scrubbed the bathroom or worked the cafe you would get 10 classes a week free that was like work yes def definitely and but again you know this is just sort of i don't know my my sort of like clinical ambition but the idea was to take class and sort of immerse myself in in if there were choreographers work working there or just people in in the business and finding out like where auditions were because the goal was it was. It wasn't more. It wasn't really about taking class. It was. It was about getting on Broadway. So um, I had to like get people to know me and and just be in the the mix. And I started like literally crashing auditions because you need an agent. You need a headshot. You need this. You need to be union to get. I was like, what the hell is that? Like what? How and do so, you crash? How do you crash a casting though? How do you find out from your friends where they're going, or what do you do? Find out from friends, or I was reading like you know Variety magazine, or um, 
you know, the, there would be notices on the on the the, the board at, at steps. And I would go and I would like steal a card or I would just <laughs> when they when they opened the, the door for like the 10, like, you know, these very serious dancers who have three Broadway credits to their name and agents and they're, they're very slick and I'm I was just not. Um, I just sort of ran ran in and and I think I I you know, I made the casting directors chuckle, I think, because I think, you know, those audition days are long. So I think they also just wanted, they're, they're looking for some, something that like, that makes their, their day a little more interesting. And um, I knew I didn't suck. So I was like, well, I'm here, so I wanna dance. And um, slowly, but, but, but surely I, I started getting called, called in. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a cell, cell phone. Like no one really had cell phones then. Yeah. Um, I didn't even have a pager. Pager. Um, and so I, I, I've never told anybody this, but there was a pay phone. There was a pay phone downstairs um, where I was staying on 7th and Avenue B. And I gave that, that number. And so I, I would like, I would like wait like out, outside for it, for it to ring. Or I would like tell friends like, if that ever rings, like, Tell, tell me and um and that's how i would i would like communicate and Amazing. and finally i forgot about that actually and you're not uh, the only person on that story on that note richard branson has the very same story you know multi-billionaire richard branson started off virgin records without a phone and he had a phone booth red english phone booth outside his place where he was staying and he gave that number out and he used to run upstairs and answer it so you and other legends have have started that way everybody. you make it work you make yeah. it work and like and i never like that's why I, I never understand like this sort of um entitled but I don't get it. I don't understand it. I feel like I've, I've, I've thankfully, I'm thankful for any bit of success that I've experienced. And I cannot imagine being entitled now. I don't think any, I don't, I don't, I don't think anything is mine just because. Right. No, that's weird. So I don't get it. And I also don't un understand like, um, sort of moping about and feeling sorry for yourself. I don't, I don't have time, time for it. And I, but I think that, has to do with with um, with growing up the way I, I did, you know. It's like sure. nothing is actually worse to me than than how I was treated as a kid. So ultimately, and that was kind of a blessing. It was actually was a black blessing because now I'm just like I'm throughout my entire life. I'm sort of I don't care if I'm rejected or people say bad things about me or I don't get a job or I actually I don't care. I don't. I've gotten this far, and I, right. I didn't have formal training like these other boys. I mean, and I ended up doing West Side Story, the original choreography directed by Arthur Lawrence, who wrote it in 1957 at the Palace Theater. Like, anything. So tell us possible. about that. Tell us about anything, it because that must have been possible, extraordinary. If you believe it, anything's possible if you work at it. You right. know, sure. truly, truly. You know, I mean, you not, clearly not, have, have, have talent. By the way, your very cute dog just jumped onto the sofa behind you. That's my boy, Davis. It literally, Davis, I love it. After the actress. Betty Davis. Betty, amazing. You no, know, today is, is Betty's birthday, actually. Perfect. Happy birthday, Betty. Happy there birthday, Betty. Well, my queen. there you go. I'll drink to that as well. Cheers. Um, yes, cheers. 
Um, uh, yeah, that's just like, um, I don't know. I mean, I, and I think you, you can, anyone who's, who's made it in some way, whatever that, that, that means, you know, realize the goal, realize the dream, hopefully um, understands that you have to have gratitude. You have to have gratitude and you can't rest on your laurels. You know, I booked West Side Story and everyone wanted it. I had already been on Broadway for a while. So I had already, I'd already been in a few, few, few shows. I was very lucky to be able to show hop as they, they call it. So uh, for 12 years, I danced consistently um, without a break on Broadway, which is, which I'm, I always say I went to college on Broadway um, because I learned, I learned how to, um, I learned a sense of community. I learned that you have to show up on time. I learned um, you have to be a hundred percent, you know, you're on stage and, and people are paying a lot of money. Do you have a favorite show that you did back in those days? Uh, Mamma Mia was, was, was a beautiful experience actually. I, I did it for, for over six years at the Winter Garden. And that was beautiful in that, um, um, I was just talking to a client about, about this actually, who's going to see Music Man there with Hugh and Sutton. Um, and the cool thing about the Winter Garden is it's one of the oldest theaters. And a lot of the crew members there, you know, who are always my, my favorite. I, I always gravitate toward the like, the, the like lighting guys and the, and the rigs and, and the dressers. I the wonder why. I know, we're all, I don't know, we're all just, we just like get it. And, but they work every show. So they have guys there who, who've been there since Cats. You know, so it's real, it's a real family. And I think that that's cool. So, um, but by, by the time I got Westside, um, I don't know, I just sort of, I went back to ballet class. You know, I got it and I was like, whew, I gotta like, you know, keep it cute. So I, I, went, I um, went to Alvin Ailey's studios and by then I was make, making money so I could actually afford them. I, I didn't have to like scrub the floor anymore. But, but uh, that was humbling too, you, you, you know, like going in there like, oh yeah, I just booked like the, the new fabulous West Side Story that everyone want, wanted. But there were people in that ballet class in that beginning, in that beginner class who were, who were better than me. So it's another humbling moment. Like, Keep the work up, baby. Better at ballet, but perhaps didn't have the personality, didn't have the onstage presence, didn't have oh, the whatever sure. else, you know, the, what, what, what got you booked, right? I mean, that's no. a big part of it too, right? That's well, look, not mean, just being able to dance. With all due respect, Madonna, back to Madonna, but um, she's the biggest selling female artist of all time. She's the most, period. Um, and she's not necessarily the best singer in the world. And it doesn't matter because she has something else that you can't create. You can't yeah, of course. You know? we, you gravitate to, towards people not because they're the prettiest or, or, or anything like that. You gravitate them towards them because of chemistry, because of that Less sort of the way they move, the way they talk, the way they behave, the way they say, you know, the way they smell, all those things, right? It's, all, it's, a, it's a combination of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I don't know, I mean, it was, it's, it's, it's sort of strange even talking about that time in my life because it does feel so far away from me, but it is a part of my DNA, you know? And I created Torched when I was in West Side Story. 
Right. This is, you know, obviously torched is this your so super successful workout routine, but you started this. Did you call it torched when you were doing it? I know you started working. No, I did. Didn't. But it I wasn't didn't. called torched, was it necessarily? No, I called it fat assassins. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing you changed the name. It probably wouldn't have been as successful. Yeah, I know. I, you know, because I there was no. It was more of a joke. Like I, I, there was no. I didn't create it to become this worldwide thing, and I created it for me because I in what in Westside it was so challenging, and we were in the theater so much. Excuse me, that I didn't have time to go to the gym. I didn't have time to take every class I wanted to. And so there must be people out there who must wonder if you're working that hard on a show, why do you need to work out as well? Oh, you need you you need it more. Really? See, that's interesting. You think that all that you're working out by just being on the show, but that's not the case, right? Mm -mm. As soon as you feel that the show is is your work is is work, you're you're done. Mm -mm. Why? Um, the work happens before and after. If you're a voc vocalist, you are you are guarding this. Like, I mean, you are you're in voice lessons, you are humidifying, you are you are seeing um, throat doctors, you are doing scales, you're doing you're doing warm-ups, you're doing cool, cool downs. What happens offstage is is the real work. And for a dance dancer, if you're not in the studio every day, you're 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 you'll lose it. you you have to. It's about, it's like being an athlete, you, you know, it's, it's, it's athletic, you know, My, Michael Phelps doesn't just jump into the pool day of, day of meat, you know, it's like, it's, it's 24 seven full out if you take it seriously. And if you want to be great, you no, know, for sure. For sure. it's true. And w when I'm in a show, when I was in a, sh in, a, in a show, that was like, I mean, for me, I took it very seriously and, and so that when you're doing the, the show, it doesn't feel you're not out of breath. You, you're, you're, you're not, um, you can focus on, on the task at hand and that is conveying, conveying a story. But your machine has to be um, prepared. You know, and wh whether that, that means taking ballet class every day or, or you know, for me, it was, it was torch because it was it's sort of a mixture of, of everything that I loved um, that I knew worked, whether it be ballet, jazz, um, Pilates, yoga and really targeted reps so when i read about you doing torched and and how you would you know you basically put your boom box down before performance you were working yourself out and then other other dancers started to follow you started to say hey what are you doing and let me do it with you and working out with you say hey look at isaac he's got something going on here let me try this out and before you know it you had like a troop of people working out with you all the sharks all the jets bernardo maria tony it sounds like see a scene out of fame it kind of I mean, you know what i mean like i can imagine like you're like leroy and you're like you know, then you're doing your thing and like everyone's like what's isaac doing before actually actually i was cast in the off-broadway um revival of fame in new york city and i actually pissed the casting director off because i was so excited that i got this is another example of me being a novice okay everyone else had had, had agents so like you know agents like you know have to deal with all of that i had this like pay pay phone and i got <laughs> Mama Mia, and they, they were like, Isaac, you, you've been cast. It was like a, it was a crazy audition. It was so hard. It was really one of the hardest, up there with one of the hardest auditions I've ever, ever been to. And 
Um, it was the opening of this new theater on 42nd Street. And I got it and, you know, I was like, oh my God, yes. When do, when do I start? Like no, no negotiation. Like just like <laughs> excited. And then two days later, I got a call from Nina Landon casting that I booked Mamma Mia. And that paid a lot more. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I want to do, do, do that. And, you know, it was, it was thankfully, thankfully um, they um, forgave me because that same casting director for Fame ended up casting me in West Side Story like 10 years later. So, why you know. Was it, why was it such a difficult um, audition? Why, what made it so difficult? Um, it was really aerobic. It was really, it's very, it was very specific jazz dance, which kind of doesn't exist anymore. Like no one really does that. I wish they, they did. Um, and that's really how I learned because that's how Madonna used to dance in, in the, the 80s. And she should do it again. But, um, but hint, um, hint, Madonna. I know um, because it's, it's beautiful and it, it's, it's, um, it's like inverted ballet technique. So it's, 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 um, hyper tech technical really really fast you're kicking your face you're jumping too too high you're turning too too much all in you know an eight count and it has to be very specific you know it's sort of like a child of a chorus line right so it's that sort of thing and it was just very de demanding and i was i was so excited to, to do it and then i was I, I was sad that i wasn't able to but yeah onwards and upwards right what are you going to do upwards yeah that would so, have been you start, so you start torched, you start working, or you start whatever it was, fitness, of, I mean, what, what did you call it? Fat burner? Fat assassins. Fat assassins. I started doing it for me, really. It was for me to get ready for the show. And then the rest of the cast started joined, joining in. Can so you imagine I, the outfit you would have designed for fat assassins? I mean, it could have been pretty good. It could have been like a ninja outfit. And you could have had sort of, you know, you could have had those kilo weights of yours in a whole exactly. different place. I have, a very, I have a very like, you know, off color, sardonic sense of humor that um, doesn't translate if you're going to go, if you're going to go a little more mass. <laughs> mass. Not a PC show. It's okay. We're called the Shaken and Stirred show. We like that. We, you know, we get it's into it. World, maybe. It's a different world. But um, I started choreographing actually for major stars, you know, like sort of instantaneously. I, I sort of lucked out and then another example of, of just always saying yes you know i was asked to who, who asked you first who asked you first well, well the my first was brooke brooke shields um because i i said yes to choreographing a piece for a broadway cares equity fights aids um benefit which is really big in the, in the broadway community would you like two or three a year and i guess she was there and she was doing a show at the box which was very new then down downtown and it was another benefit show down there, but she was going to do one not number and asked me to choreograph it. And so I was very ner nervous. I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not like, I'm not a choreographer. Like, I mean, I like, you know, I don't know. I mean, but then I was like, well, I am actually, right? Because I just choreographed that and she liked that. So, okay. And so I just sort of like delved in, into it and, and it was a big hit and she lo loved it. And two weeks later, I got a call to, she asked me to choreograph her one woman show at Feinstein's. And then opening night, we got a New York Times review and I got, I got a rave as a choreographer in the New York Times. And I was like, well, damn. Um, and then that led to me working with Hugh Jackman at, at Jazz at Lincoln Center. 
which led to Ariana Grande, who I worked with for five years, like full out, every, everything, every music video, every performance. So it's another example of just saying yes, waking up, showing up, doing your best, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's a mixture of luck, timing, discipline, determination. It is. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is someone who, as you know, is a, is a friend of mine and, and someone who I have always just, you know, he's just the most extraordinary performer. And as we he's, know, he's doing music now. Right now. Yeah. He did a number for, um, he's a big supporter of, of, of course, charities, but it's a, it's a, it's a school in, in Harlem um, for, for kids to experience the arts. And, you know, kids like I was that, that, you know, don't even don't under, understand what a dance, dance class is or, or have the opportunity to. And, and they, they get top notch, I mean, major, major um, instructors, you know, from Broadway, from op opera, from everywhere. And um, and he he and John John Legend um, are very supportive of it, and it was it was really beautiful to work with with him, and um, it was another example of learning from 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 a titan, you know, someone who's massively talented, massively attractive, massively successful, and massively generous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the generous part is actually the most impressive part. Yeah, no, he has one of the biggest hearts you'll ever you'll ever meet in a person. Absolutely. Very, very kind, very, very generous. Um, yeah, we, we created a gym together, the Dog Pound, um, in New York, and we have one in Los Angeles now as well. My um, friend Vanessa goes goes there. Vanessa, who? Hudgens. Yes, absolutely. From a friend of ours, Oliver Trevino, I think, brought her in in Los yeah. Angeles. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know it, it started when Hugh was training to be Wolverine, and he asked me and a couple of guys we would train with him as his training buddies, and we worked you know we worked out with him every day for two years. Uh, you know, as he got into that, I got into the best shape of my life, um, yeah. and uh, you know we we nicknamed ourselves the Dog Pound because he'd bring his dog Dali, and I'd bring my dog Memphis, and uh, and we tied them up in the gym, and a few of us did that, and we. I didn't know that story. That's amazing. Yeah, so we, we were the original founders and investors in Dog Pound. I've never been. And well, you I must come. If you ever would like to go, I just let me know and I'll sort it out. I would love it. I would. I would. We're, we're, we're back there in May. I think that that would be dope. And I have a lot of, a lot of friends, a lot, a lot of clients who, who go there as, as well and who are big, big fans. So, yeah. I'm sure. And you guys just, you, you guys did a collab with, with Balmain, right? That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. with Balmain. Yeah, we just yeah. created a shoe with Balmain, uh, which is very cool. Vanessa showed me those. Yes, I love them. Well, very, we, we've, got to get you, we've got to get you a pair then. That's what that, yeah, you know. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Well, listen, before we, let's, let's not move off you, though, because Torched, you created this on Broadway. It's become a thing. <laughs> okay, let's flash forward because time is ticking here and you've got so we many. forever. I know we could just sit down here and because it could be like a three hour podcast. We, yeah. we need more vodka for sure. But you know, I certainly do. I know, right? It's like, hello, I'm like this too, my glass, like tipping it up. So it's all the way upside down. My yeah, we have a refresher. You know, I'm like, well, normally I, when I'm drinking straight vodka, I don't try and have a refresher when I'm interviewing. Otherwise, <laughs> it gets really sloppy very quickly. Um, but I'm okay. Uh, that, that was a good, healthy pour I gave myself. But right. let's flash forward, right? You, you, yeah. You've done Broadway, you've been successful. 
you're, the pandemic hits and yeah. you know everywhere and certainly we talked about the dog pound that's a gym that you know i created with hugh jackman and a few other folks and the gym had to shut my gym shut you know gyms were closing everywhere people couldn't work out you know what do you do you're stuck then i home. came then i came floating in then literally you decided to, to be like i'm going to work at, at home and create these rather saucy if nothing else um a, a very cool very fun and very accessible and free yeah. workouts yeah. on instagram you brought torch to instagram and you, you talked about this with Torch before, but Torch is basically a workout that you can do anywhere, any place, any time. It's it's not a workout that requires you to have weights or to have any specific kind of- You don't um, need equipment. anything. You don't yeah. need anything. That's how I created it, you know? And now it, you can add on, you can always add on, you can add, add weights, but at the crux of it, at the crux of it, my thought, thought was, look, I mean, dancers have the, have, the, have arguably the, best bodies in in the, in the world not only aesthetically but but functionally and when we're in the studio we don't use anything we we dance you know and we do tar targeted reps and it just made sense to, to to me i had been doing it for years with my clients with you know gwyneth paltrow and and lisa rinna and kelly ripa and faye faye dunaway and everybody but the the world shut shut down so i offered it once on my instagram live it was supposed to be a one-off one really truly out of boredom to be perfectly frank the world had just shut down it was marked 13th i believe and it, there were less than 100 people on and at the end of that live someone wrote in um thank you from guatemala now i wasn't on there promoting anything i was on there just doing my shit and like just having a mo moment and then i saw some like friends and i was like hey hey girl like la, la, la. lizzie tish was on I, I think chastain was on or whatever and I saw the Guatemala comment. I thought that was very interesting. So and then, the, you know, I did it the next day and suddenly I had over 500 people. And then the next day, and then it tri tripled and it kept growing and growing and growing every day. And including all, you know, all my clients, all my, all my friends, you know, and Naomi Watts and, and, you know, people in the biz business and people I've never met people not in the industry, frontline work, workers, a grandmother in Tokyo, um, um, you know, tattoo mom in K Kentucky. And I'm sort of getting to know these people and calling everybody, everybody out, out along with my, my clients. A weekend, it's, it's like, you know, really sort of like a moment. And um, I kept getting DMs and texts from everyone saying, you got to charge for fitness, baby. You can make a mint. And I was like, I don't know, my instinct was, my first thought was, if this had happened when I was a kid, what would I have done? I could barely eat when the world was open. Right. Truly. And I, I, schools had just shut, shut down too. And I, I was like, I, I, I know that most, a lot, of, a lot of kids in America rely on school lunch. Can, can you imagine? Right. Still. Still. Like actually. That's the reason why they go to school, a lot of kids. The real thing. Like that, they, they don't like, go to school, they don't get food. That's it. And so I was like, oh, no, 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 I can't be like, this is weird. I was like, no, we have to, look, if people are on, I know that, I know we have a lot of people who have, who have coins. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, let's, you know, No Kid Hungry has always been a charity that, that I've, I've, I've 
loved that was a, a dear to my heart because I felt very connected to it because um, I was that kid. And um, they created a, a specific link that went directly to them immediate relief, immediate relief in major, major cities. And my, my initial goal really was a thousand dollars because I didn't know, you know, people are losing jobs, um, you know, massive, massive thousand so dollars in your first workout. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we, we went over 10, 10 K in the, the first one. Yeah. And then, wow. And then in a month we were over like 200,000 and then we were over a million, you know, and, um, it, it it's, the biggest, it's the biggest single, um, single raise for no kid hungry in their history, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm really happy about that. And I'm really proud of it. And it should be. Um, it's w proud of it in that, in that, not in a self engrandering way. Tr truly, it was, it's, I'm proud of it because we can get inundated with so much um, negativity and, um, you know, misanthropic storytelling, you know? And Isaac, you did is, a good thing. There is you good did, in the you world. Did a, you, you did a good thing. But they did a good thing. Everyone who showed up, you know, felt invested. They were like pushing each other, like yelling at each other to donate more, or, like call their, their friends to, to jump on and to donate more. But it's, you started that. You started the, the shift and you, and you gave, because you gave of your time freely and then you decided instead of making money out of it, you decided to give back at a time that was very difficult for so many people and that you chose the innocent children who just simply wanted to get food in their bellies and you could identify with that moment. And I think that, you know, every mother, every woman, every person out there who listens to that story, you know, if, even if they can only give a dollar, you know, yeah. for the workout, it made a difference. And then with numbers, you know, and then it's incredibly invigorating. So, you know, you did a good thing and it, and it was infectious. And that's one of the reasons why, how I heard about you. I mean, it was, you know, I had heard of you and I'd known of you, but I didn't really, you weren't on my radar in the same way. But that moment was a moment where my wife, I remember it was Chrissy, my wife, who had said, oh, I'm loving this guy, Isaac Boots on Instagram. You've got to check him out. He's great. And I was like, who? And I'm like, I know that name. And I'm like, I know that guy. Why do I know that guy? She's like, oh, he's this celebrity trainer. And I remember she, tuning in one night and she was work, She was at home and, and I, was in, I walked in the bedroom and she had you set up and she was working out with you. And I was like, I started watching. I'm like, God, he's really good, isn't he? It's not just workout it's the way he talks to you it's the way he behaves like no one really does that no one you know it's very hard to be yourself yourself on those sorts of things and you did that and i i witnessed it and i called you i mean that's how we this how this whole thing started for me and you it's like i was i came after you i was like i want to know this guy i want to meet this guy and i want to um you know it's a true story true story well and and i'm i'm honored um um, also, because your your wife is so um, stunning, inside and out. So, it's it's um, it's it's a it's a compliment, absolutely. Yeah. Well, truly, and, and and you, but you know, you created this, and you know, you created a very special, unique thing, and and it's unbelievable. Right now, you're still doing torched. You are in Florida. You're in Miami. You're in the Colony Hotel. We're in Palm, Palm Beach. We're, I'm on what, what we're, we're calling the Torched Ambition Tour, where oh, I... I <laughs> eat your heart out. <laughs> where I'm traveling around the, the world in high season, 
being where my followers are. So it's Palm Beach in the winter. May, we're in, we're in Los Angeles. Um, last week of May, we're in Dallas. Um, June, I'm doing a, a, a torched in Tuscany retreat and then Paris um, and then UK and then Ibiza. And then we're in the Hamptons all summer. Then we're in Nantucket. Um, and like we're, we're, I'm hitting every, everywhere. And Toronto, Mont Mont Montreal, because I have boots babies everywhere. So I continue my virtual presence, but I, I, am, I am a performer and I love meeting people and I love seeing pe people as, as well. And, you know, I mean, even Saturday, this like a, a few days ago, we, I did an impromptu um, live stream fundraiser on Instagram for Childhood USA, which is my new effort um, to help stop um, sex, child sex trafficking. Um, and it was started by Her Majesty Queen Sylvia of, of Sweden, impromptu, literally 10 minutes before I went on Instagram and I was like, look, let's, let's, let's do this at 11, la, la, la. We raised over $11,000 in a half hour. Amazing. And that's amazing. That's like crazy. And so I just feel so thankful that, that, that people are still, are still here and still, and still interested and still excited, not only about getting our bodies, keeping our bodies, keeping our bodies, you know, working and strong and able and um, also taking care of kids. I feel like we, we spent a year and a half feeding kids. Now I want to pr protect them. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just ha happy about that. What an amazing life. What an amazing work. What, what an amazing person. Before I let you go, we have something on this show called Last Orders, Isaac. And uh, I got some questions for you and I, uh, they're very easy, I, I think. First question is actually a question I, which is not actually on the list that I normally ask, but it is um, boots. Why boots? <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I when I really started to, I took my first dance class. It was an after school program in high high school. Um, I used to go to the ballet studio um, in my tights and boots because um, in my head, I was like, if I'm in New York, I have to wear, wear boots. It was sort of like my, my arm armor. And it became my nick, nickname because then particularly no one wore boots in Hawaii. It was just not a thing. Well, why would you wear boots in Hawaii? I mean, and then, when, and then when Instagram started, um, I liked how that looked better than Isaac Calpito with the two, two C's and so. Puss in boots, there it he is. Gone. Exactly, exactly. Okay, if you could drink a cocktail, with any character from any movie, any television show, what show would it be? What character would it be? And what cocktail would it be? Woo. Okay, well, toss up between Betty Davis um, in All About Eve, mm. vodka martini, absolutely. Oof, that's a good one. She sort of, especially that character is the personification of, of theater and Hollywood. And um, that is part of my, that is a big part of who, who I am still. Um, and actually, and I don't know, maybe Bogart in Casablanca, just because he's, he's impossibly fashionable and chic in it, right? He just makes you want to drink a bur bourbon. That would be a bourbon, sorry. <laughs> he is looking at you, Boots. Come on, okay. nothing's better, yeah. <laughs> okay, who would play you in the movie of your life? Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Why? Maybe so that, so that Madonna can can come on set. So I can right, and get you, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not not Rosie. Although I'm I'm a huge Rosie fan. Um, who would play play me? I kind of I would want Oscar Isaac too, actually. 
I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's a genius. Yeah, sure. I think he's a genius and, and you know, he's sort of um, ambiguously, um, what's the word? Like you can't tell what his nationality is. Like a chameleon, I guess, of some yeah. sort. But I know yeah. what you mean. Oh, racially ambiguous. Is, is that it? Because um, I, you know, I'm everything. I'm, I'm, you know, people can never really pin, pinpoint. So, and he's amazing. So, yeah. And yeah. I like his last name is Isaac and mine, my first name is, so. I did catch, I caught, I caught that actually. That was a, that was complicated, but I did get that. Um, <laughs> fantasy dinner party uh, with Isaac Boots. You can invite three guests, dead or alive. Who would they be? Um, okay. Uh, mm, Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, and, um, and, and, um, and Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Sorry, Madonna, you don't make it to dinner with Isaac. You, no. He's had dinner with you enough times. He doesn't exactly. need another fantasy dinner. It's not a fantasy. He's already done it. Since, How cool you know. would that be, though? You know? Or, like, you know, Timothy Chalamet, Tom Hardy, and Jonathan Bailey, but that would be another thing. That's a whole nother. That's not dinner. <laughs> Maybe it is. Just kidding. <laughs> Go to drinking song. In other words, when you when you have pour yourself a drink, do you put on music and what do you listen to? Thirties music. I know I'm such a weirdo. I put on thirties. I do thirties music. What does like, that even mean? Like Josephine Baker, Edith Piaf, Billie Holiday. Um, oh, wow. Al Boley. I love it. I do. That's I, do. Why I love that too, but that's that's very special. My wife loves that music, actually. Chrissy loves that music. Oh my god, because that's what I that's what I associate with drinking. Like it's less festive and more just sort of like atmospheric, and I don't like candles on. Like I like it like like early eve evening. Sure. You know, Chateau Marmont mo moment, you know. It's five o'clock somewhere, people. Right. Kind of chic. And Final it, question it, for it you. Calming. It feels calming. Very calming. Yeah. Final question for you. Isaac Boots, are you shaken or stirred? <laughs> I'm shaken and stirred, baby. And Right, baby. Yes. <laughs> all of the above. Give it all. Let's shake it, stir it, and everybody, let's torch it. Yes. Check out Isaac Boots at yeah. Isaac Boots on Instagram. Cheers, mate. Thank you so much. What a wonderful guest. Um, you've done so much for the world already. What's next for you? The Torch Ambition Tour, baby. We're, we're ending our residency here in Palm Beach at the Colony. We have some activations in Miami. I'm back in New York first week of May, so I have to see you. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I, actually, I intend to, to see Hugh in, in music on that too. So, but yeah, we're, we're on, on tour. So, so go to my web, website and check us out in a, in a city, whether it's LA, New York, Dallas, Paris, Tuscany, London, Ibiza. Um, Hamptons. I'm excited. Thank you for sharing your day with us. Um, everybody, this is the Shaken and Stirred show. This is Isaac Boots. You can catch us on the Shaken and Stirred show on Instagram. And please go to isaacboots.com and check out where, what he's doing and what's going on. And, you know, he's nothing else. Do a workout and you will not look back. <laughs> or you may look back to see how great your ass looks. Then there's that. Cheers, everybody. All the best. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. That is Shaken Instead. We will be back next week with another podcast and another fantastic guest. And uh, stay safe.
This podcast was produced and edited by Embassy Road.